What's up? My name is Aaron Wexler. What's up? What's going on, Jen? My name is Aaron Wexler. Welcome to another episode of Within the Game. Let's go. Within the Game is all about how to treat your craft and your life like a game so you can stay inspired, have more fun, and ultimately find fulfillment both in and out of your game. And if you resonate with this podcast, please subscribe to it and comment below as it really does help. And today's guest is the one and only Jennifer Cohen. Jen, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I love your act. I love your enthusiasm. It's just far and on. It's great. <laughs> gotta have it. You gotta have it. No, I really appreciate you. And this is a full circle moment. We go, we go back quite a bit. Um, Jennifer Cohen is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, brand strategist, fitness trainer, and podcaster. Jennifer focuses on building healthy habits, creating positive change, and aiding others in reaching their dreams. She gave a TED Talk on uh, the secret to getting anything you want, which is now which now has more than 5 million views on YouTube. And you host the top-ranked Habits and Hustle podcast. And you've also written four books. Her most recent release, Bigger, Better, Bolder, Live the, Live the Life You Want, Not the Life You Get, which I have right here. It's awesome. Your IG is at the real Jen Cohen. Jen, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Like I said, how do, how do I say no to someone with that kind of enthusiasm? It's impossible. And, you know, look, I always like to start with the question of inspired living. To me, that's what like my whole kind of goal is. What does that mean to you? What does the idea of inspired living mean to you? Um, I think inspired living is based, it's funny you say that. I think I put that straight up in my title of my book, right? Inspired living to me means chasing the life that you want not just taking the life you get let's go I think, right i think a lot of people just acquiesce to what's available and accept the good enough versus uh creating and being deliberate on building the life that they actually want to have and so inspired to me would be doing that authentically and being more deliberate yes and and like just to carry that further, how do you stay inspired, right? Because it's one thing to get inspired and like, you know, get into that emotional state. How do you stay there? The best way to stay inspired is to keep on growing and being curious. I think, you know, curiosity truly is the pathway to me, for me anyway, that I believe to uh, connection and community and opportunity. And so when you stay curious, you keep on growing, you learn more things that maybe weren't something that you were, you, you, you were, you, you knew about prior to, and that's how you keep on elevating and staying inspired. Really. I love that. I, I think that's chapter eight of your book, actually, uh, <laughs> uh, curiosity, like obsessive curiosity, right? I really like that. Thank um, you. And, and I love your book. I'm just going to plug it right now. Like this is this is awesome. And I went I actually was at your uh, your book launch with, when you had the panel at Barnes and Noble. Yes, and that were. was awesome, too. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I really I really appreciate you had uh, you had some great speakers there, too. But I just appreciate this whole idea of like going for it and being bold. Like and it's just so relatable to everybody. Right. In all areas, in all industries. Um, but that obsessive curiosity, I want to touch on that for a second, because that's what kind of what we do as podcasters, right? We're always like, you know, asking questions and like really thinking about things in different ways, you know, and, um, that curiosity, I'm curious how you, cause we met back as like years ago as trainers at that Where little gym, Where it was like this, meet? it was this little, like, uh, it was like a little gym. We both had clients. I remember you had a client. I had a client. 
It was like these little, small little gym That's up in Beverly right, Hills. On Wilshire Boulevard. On Wilshire. On, yeah, 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 yeah. Wilshire Corridors. Yes, the, exactly. And I just remember that time in my life. I was curious about what I was doing with my life. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I love fitness. I, I'm an athlete. I love to move the body. And um, my curiosity for you, though, is like how you took this fitness journey and you've kind of transformed that into being an author, a speaker with that TED Talk. And, you know, now like your podcast is in the top 0.1%. You know, I'm curious about that whole journey. Well, you know, it's funny. When I met you, um, I was already not even true. I only had one client, the guy that I was training. And funnily enough, he was actually someone who was kind of my only mentor. And when I say I don't love mentors in a lot of ways, because sometimes mentors, um, if they're not the right ones, they can derail you sometimes. But um, I only was training him. And it was more of a, it was more of a, uh, a workout together type of thing. Because at that point, I already had a couple books out, I already started a company, I already, I was already on the path. Um, and I think what kind of got me to where I am now is honestly the the ability or the reframe of always thinking in my head, why not me? I was mm. always exceptionally audacious enough to believe that if it can happen to somebody else, then it can it can happen to me. And I never put myself in a box, pigeonholed myself. So if you're in the fitness business, a lot of times you get pigeonholed into being just a trainer, right? Like someone who can only do a squat and only do a lunge. And no matter how many people assume that that was the only thing I can do, I do not believe that on my own. And what I did differently than maybe some people was that I went for it. And even though I may have failed over and over again, I still, that did not derail me from getting myself back up and trying again. So if I had something that I was curious about, right, I would play it through, I would play it out. And I think that early on, I figured out what I was good at and what I was not great at, because to me, you need that self-awareness. You have to have that come to Jesus moment where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm good at this. I'm not good at that. And then lean really hard into the things that you are good at and then find people to help you with the stuff that you're bad at. And it was through that, that I kept on elevating into doing all these other things. Like um, I created a fitness app that was then sold to Weight Watchers. I wrote another book. Um, I you know, started the podcast, not because I knew anything about any of this stuff. I knew nothing about technology. I knew nothing about podcasting. I knew nothing about creating apps, but it was things that I had genuine, like thirst and desire to find out and figure out. And always thinking, what's the worst that can happen? Why not me? If it doesn't work out, I can just try something else. And that propelled me over and over again. Huge thank you to new sponsor of the show, Chico Bag. Chico Bag is your eco-friendly travel pack and shopping companion. I actually have my travel pack right here. I use it almost every day and I love it. Love it for little day trips or um, going to the grocery store. It replaces hundreds of single-use plastic bags and fits in your pocket or purse. And with its stylish and durable design, you can take it anywhere. Chico Bag is a certified B Corp and donates 1% of sales to environmental causes. So join the Chico Bag revolution to reduce plastic waste and create a sustainable future. Visit ChicoBag.com and get 20% off your order as a Within the Game podcast listener using promo code Within the Game. Back to the show. I love it. 
I love it. I really resonate with it, especially coming from fitness. For me, it's sports um, to this entrepreneurial journey. And it's just it's just so cool to kind of and and like it's really cool to um, read about you're talking about failure. I love that. Right. Because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people out there are just kind of afraid of failure. And you talk about that in the book. And I think I think it's great to just go for it and see what happens. And And like you talk about getting used to failing. Right. Failing yeah. is kind of like, you know, like you, t- you. Yeah. Talk about that for a second, like getting used to failing. Like, all right, I failed. Cool. And, and yeah. like not like make a big deal out of it. You just keep going. Well, there's two things. Number one, I reframe. You, it's important for people to really get out of the framework. Like the word fa- failing seems so daunting and yeah, scary. Yeah. And so if you reframe that into something different and I do, I reframe the word failure as an attempt my first attempt at something or my second attempt at something and yeah. so on. Right. And I think that's the first part. The second part is I really, that's why I developed this whole 10% target philosophy around the idea of getting comfortable with failing. And so therefore when you fail, it, you become desensitized and immune to that feeling that allows you to keep on going. And so um, that's what I did. And that's what I, I talk a lot about this in my book. And I think that's part of why my TED talk went viral is I say to people, you know, um, get, pick one thing that you want, one goal, one thing, and make then 10 attempts at whatever that one thing is. And a lot of times, to be, to be honest, Aaron, you may not even get to that goal. Yeah. Most of the time you may not, you probably won't, but the reality is going down that path and process, I promise you another opportunity will present itself that you never even knew existed by trying and attempting. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, if you already, most people in the world don't make one attempt. Do you know that almost like 95% of people don't make one attempt? Wow. Almost no, 99% of people don't make two attempts. So if you're somebody who makes 10 attempts or have or going into something, you know, with the idea that you are now making those 10 attempts, your chances of success of getting something else or moving along in what your goals are, is that much greater. So, you know, that's part of my entire thing. I, I, I'm a big believer that, and I say this all the time is that I have a, a master's in failing, but I do have a PhD in getting myself right back up again and trying again. And that's really what it comes down to. (laughs) I really like that. Um, Talk about boldness as a skill. And I really, really like that, right? Because when you, when I first thought of like being bold, it's like, all right, that sounds nice, right? It sounds, it sounds good. You like the first thing I thought of was like Laird Hamilton, who's like, you know, a big wave, you know, surfer, king of big wave surfers, or like, you know, all these Red Bull athletes that that do these really like bold things, right? They're just like, look at the fear. And they're like, yep, I'm doing it. Let's go. Um, But talk about boldness as a skill for everyday people. Yeah. So because I think that a lot of times people have this idea that either you're born bold or you're not. Yeah. And then the stop is right there in the start. You don't even you don't attempt. And I believe that boldness, like anything else, you, like any other thing you want to be good at, like any other skill, if you want to be good at uh, Spanish, big wave surfing, whatever, you know, whatever it is, karate, you need to practice and hone that skill. 
And that's the same as boldness. If you want to get better at being bold and asking for what you want and pursuing whatever that is that you are trying to get to, you need to practice. And if you can't get comfortable asking for, you know, if you're not comfortable asking for a little thing, there's no way you're going to be comfortable asking for the big things. So I really believe that you have to practice boldness as a skill, as you would anything else to, to really build that muscle. You know, like if you want to get strong in the gym, right? You have to go consistently work out over and over again. You don't yeah. just go to the gym one time and then voila, you're fit and strong, right? You've got to go, you got to show up every day, time and time again, and work it over and over again. And then not only do you have to do that, but then to maintain it, you have to keep on doing it or else it atrophies. Same thing with boldness. You've got to work it constantly by doing these small bold moves and even when you are bold you need to keep on doing it because it will atrophy if you don't maintain it and so to me anybody could be bold anybody can ask for whatever it is they want they can learn that skill if they want to if they have the desire you know yeah no it's great and in your book too you talk about all these little things that you can do throughout the day to practice boldness like i love yep. how you talk about uh being at a restaurant and just ordering something that's not on the menu just be like yeah. hey can i actually can i get this 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 and this <laughs> <laughs> it's true to me a menu is just uh basically it just shows me the ingredients that they have in the restaurant right and then you can kind of make make do like I have to also make a make a mention here that like for whatever reason there are some people who think that if you're bold or audacious that it's being rude and aggressive and and all these like negative connotations with it. And the truth is if you're polite and kind and nice I think most people don't give a crap. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I think that and if they do, well, okay. So so then they're going to like just acquiesce and be okay with whatever's in front of you and just tolerate the mediocre because you don't want to make waves. If you want, if you don't want to make waves, if you want to be mediocre and you don't want to make waves, this book isn't for you. If you want to, if you want to be somebody that really lives a life of authenticity, a rich life full of like tremendously satiating experiences and relationships and creating and curing a life that really is something that you genuinely want, then this is something and this is a book that you want to read. Yeah. Yeah. And even like for me, Jen, starting this podcast, right? I did this mm -hmm. in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm really interested in this idea of inspiration, motivation, connecting with people that inspire me. Right. And it, it took a lot of boldness. It took a lot of uh, like I actually want to talk about self-doubt, right? Because I had to I had to conquer a bunch of self-doubt with it, right? I had a bunch of days where I was like, podcast? Me looking in the camera, connecting with people? Really? Can I do that? Is that something I can do, right? And I had all that self-talk where, you know, and you talk about that too. I talk about that in my book where I just wrote, um, you know, which is like this self-talk that you kind of have to conquer. It's like, you know, um, it this self-doubt kind of almost takes over, but you can't let it take over. It's there. You have to like, there's something that, that there's like a mechanism that you have to do with it. It's there. You, and then you have to be like, no, 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 no. This is what I'm going to do. I am going to go for it. And it's like this bold. I, I think of this whole idea that you talk about was boldness of a, is a skill to conquer that self doubt because it comes up, doesn't it? Like, totally. I agree. So basically what you're saying is 
exactly what I say is that that's what happens a lot of times, right? We don't make an attempt. We don't even try for what we want is because we all have some form of self-doubt that stops us, right? Yeah. We feel that we're not talented enough, that we're not smart enough, we're not good enough in some capacity. So then we don't even try. And if you want to know the truth, uh, the truth is it's not the people who are the most talented and the smartest who actually, you know, make waves and become the most successful, happy people. It's the people who just put themselves out there and do it anyway, right. even with the self-doubt. So, you know, what I tell people all the time is if you have the self-doubt, do it anyway. It doesn't <laughs> have, you know, like if you're, if you don't think you're talented enough, who cares? Do it anyway. If you don't think you're smart enough, great. Who cares? Do it anyway. Because, you know, it's to me, boldness is the secret sauce. It's not intelligence. Boldness is what gets you to where you want to be. It's not intelligence. If you can, I can go through a laundry list of very mediocre people who are barely average, who are crushing life, not mm -hmm. because they're anything special, but it's because they had the audacity and belief that they can do it or they, even if they didn't, they did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me think of like, not waiting, not waiting for life to happen, right? Go create yeah. life, not go reacting. Create. Yeah. That's it. It's being re it's it's about the it's about the being proactive, not reactive into what your life is. Right. You can pick either way. You can be reactive. You could be, pro you know, like that. The truth is also, you know, um, if you don't make the choice, some, the choice will be made for you. Right. Right. If if you don't decide what career you want or what job you want the choice will be made for you. If yep. you don't choose, decide what kind of life partner you want, guess what? It will just like happen for you by whatever comes your way or whoever comes to you. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to be passive with where your life is or do you want to be much more deliberate? And so I'm about being much more deliberate and being much more um, uh, proactive yeah. than just, being okay with whatever's in front of me. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, maybe this is a good time to ask you about the Keanu Reeves story. I know you you talk about it in your book. <laughs> you, you talked about it on some other podcasts I've listened to, but maybe briefly you could share that story with my audience and how that that really helped you create more boldness. Well, the funny thing is I was already, I have to have been like, I have to have been at least a little bold to at least have done that, right? Yeah, but that was sure. definitely a super pivotal moment for me. Yeah. Because um, he's talking, so Aaron's meant talking about this time when I was really, uh, I was like a teenager, 18 or 19 years old. And I really wanted to be uh, like a video jockey for Much Music, which is basically the equivalent to like a MTV in Canada. And I thought that, you know, I had this, Keanu Reeves was in my, my hometown back then. And I thought that if I can get Keanu Reeves to be on my demo tape, then it would help me get my dream job. And so I, I basically was audacious enough to believe that that can happen. And even though everyone laughed at me and thought I was crazy, I waited outside of this uh, theater for him to show up. And uh, it was minus like 40 outside. It was like super <laughs> cold and I did it. And, um, you know, I waited and waited and eventually he came out and everyone was asking for his autograph. And I, basically just asked him bluntly and boldly if he can help me with my demo tape and he thought I was crazy but nevertheless 
uh, I gave him my phone number on a gum wrapper and I asked him to call me. And then lo and behold, I went back to school the next day, told all my friends, everyone laughed at me and they thought I was crazy. Oh yeah, Keanu Reeves is going to call you, blah, 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 you know, the whole thing. And then like five days later or three days later, I don't remember, I came home from school and, um, you know, I guess, by the way, I don't want to ruin the story. You have to read <laughs> the book, but long story short, it happened, you know, cut to Keanu Reeves is at my house. My mom made him like cookies, I think it was. And he was my demo tape for this job. And at that time, just like today, actually, he was at the precipice of his career. He was like the A-list of the A-list and very coveted. There's no such thing as social media. So you had all the media was waiting for him. And even with all of the people and media and all those people waiting for him to talk to him, I didn't let that stop me from you know, being exceptionally, exceptionally deliberate and walking right up to him. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, if anything, that story taught me that you don't know what you don't know. And you yeah. might as well make, you know, like you have nothing to lose. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? He said, no, I'm no, I'm no further. I'm never, I'm no further along or off. If he said, no, I'd be right where I started from. So why not make that attempt? Yeah. I love that story. No, it's it's super. Everyone cool. loves that story. <laughs> well, so it, it it's relatable, right? Because we all we all like want to talk to people, and then you know sometimes we get tight. We're like, oh, I don't know what you know. I think what happens is we get a little bit of a fopo fear of other people's opinions, like that. That really can like stall us by. Well, that's know. why you got to be exceptionally. You got to be exceptionally discerning of who you accept advice from. So that's why I think you know creating this thing and I call this the bold of directors having a group of people around you who are your bold of directors who are your true support system that are like-minded who want us to you succeed who want to build you up and help you get to the wherever you're trying to get versus bring you down and be your naysayers because it's very easy for people who don't have never done it before who are, you don't know where they're coming from, what their life experience is, why they're giving you the advice that they're giving you, and then they're putting it on you. And then you're then you're making a decision based on somebody else's random life experience. So have a group of people that you trust who want to help you build whatever it is. Um, and so I, if I say anything to anybody, yeah, be careful of who you talk to because it's very, very easy to get derailed. You know, I think if anything, a lot of people, if what, pe what people need most are people out there who um, who basically don't don't like pee, but, you know, like piss on people's like parade basically yeah. and give them hope because if you don't have hope, you have nothing. And so you wanna be able to create a situation where you really kind of just are, are very discerning of who you, ask advice from. I absolutely love the bold of directors. You know, I've run, you know, I, I run another company and um, it's me and my business partner, but to create a bold or like, that's a play on board, right? Board of directors, but yes. the bold of directors, like that to me is, is something different. What that means to me is like, I'm going to create um, maybe a, a little group of people um, that I can consult with about certain things. Is that kind of what you're talking about with the bold of directors? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's about people that you can um bounce things off of 
who help you. You can, I mean, there's lots of different ways now. You can do with masterminds There's that are very like-minded people who then you help share ideas and, and contacts. And, but, pe- but at the end of the day, it's about people who have the same um, goals in mind or yeah. who are like-minded who want to see you win. That's great. That's great. Um, let's talk about this thing that I found in your book. Choose a direction, not a destination. The difference between taking a risk and a bold move. I really, really like that. I was hoping you could expand on that for the audience. What does that mean? What is the difference between risk and taking a bold move? Okay, well, I'll, I'll first start with the be- the first part, which direction versus destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of times, a lot of people don't know exactly what they want, right? They ha- they're not, and then that's why they get stuck, right? Because they're like, well, I don't really know what I want. And so if I don't really know what I want, they become stagnant. And so what I say, I'm a big believer in momentum, right? I believe that something in motion stays in motion, something stagnant stays stagnant. So whatever it is, I believe that you have to just go do act all the time for things to kind of happen for you. So you don't have to necessarily have that exact destination. But what I say to people all the time is like, you don't have to have that, but at least have like a direction. Like what area are you interested in? Like what area are, are your, is your, is your strengths in and then go down that road. You don't have to have the exact place, but you need to have something that you kind of like, is like, like familiar that you're good at, that you like, and then that can lead you further. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause then mm-hmm. that's how other opportunities present themselves. Right. When you're on the path of movement. So that's the first part. The second part is there is a difference between being bold and taking a risk, right? Because what I say is I don't, if you have, don't like, if you have a family, don't invest all your money into one, you know, into one investment, right? That's stupid. That's being risky, right? So I'm talking about boldness is being, taking a calculated risk that has some like intelligence behind it, right? Like if you want to do something, put a little bit of effort into how to make that happen. Like, like I said, if you have a family of four, you're not going to just like gamble all your money in one direction. And then if you lose it, you're screwed. But what I, I'm saying, like have, like have that reflective moment of like, okay, I really want to have do this. or I really want to have that. And then like reverse engineer backwards to get to that place and make these little moves towards it right? Not everybody's a self-made gazillionaire and they could just like risk it all or they don't have responsibilities. I don't want people to listen to this podcast and like derail all of the responsibilities they have in life if they have responsibilities. I want people to have the foresight to realize that there is a difference between um, a a bold move and a risk. And there's also different degrees of bold moves and degrees of risk, right? And so having the distinction is pretty important. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, we only have a few minutes left here, but I, I do have to ask you about this Mark Wahlberg story because <laughs> I, I love how vulnerable you are in there, right? Like, you know, if, and even for me, like I talk about inspiration, right? But I'm not inspired all the time. I was actually uninspired for a big chunk of my life, you know? And so I love how you talk about a moment where you weren't so bold. Talk about that uh, uh, that moment. Um, Absolutely. Well, it's funny because like I said, I think around the beginning of this podcast was like any other muscle in your body, you have to work it all the time or else (laughs) atrophies. 
And there are a lot of times when like, even you got to work your bold because bold is for life. Um, I was at a restaurant uh, not that, that long ago and Mark Wahlberg is in my top three of people I really want to have on my podcast because he represents um, what habits and hustle is truly about. This guy was like basically like living on the street, like a gang member, pretty much. And he's created a life of his, like just created a life that like a huge, a humongous, successful entrepreneur with like works out at two o'clock in the morning, does all these crazy things. And he's like so disciplined. And I thought that I really wanted to have him on my podcast. And so, and he was like literally on my list. And then I went to a restaurant and uh, in Los Angeles and, um, and he was sitting at the table, like right beside mine. And I was so, and I don't get starstruck because I see people all the time in California, in LA, but for whatever reason, because I like built him up in my head to be so big, I like stared at him and I couldn't, I didn't have the courage and the guts to ask him to, to be on my podcast. And even though he was sitting like very, like five feet away from me and I looked at him and he actually looked at me and I looked away out of like shyness, right? And, you know, again, it's like that moment was just so, so interesting to me because here I am someone who talks about being bold and asking. And, you know, I went up to Keanu Reeves when I was 18. And this is by the way, why naivety is such a strength in life, right? Because the less you know, the better, the less you think about something, the less you know, the better you act more. But as you get older, it gets, and you get more seasoned, you get more experience, you get more jaded. It, that, that naivety becomes less and less and you get much more, you overthink things too much. And I started to overthink and I never asked him to be on my podcast. And so I was like, geez, you know, like that's another thing. Like regret is so much worse than rejection. Like I got to take my own advice. You know, sometimes, you know, I'd rather be rejected any day of the week, then like think back to all the regrets because rejection, yeah, it stings for a little bit and then you move on with your life. But regret, like to this day, this happened like two years ago and I'm still kicking myself over it. You know what I mean? Versus if I asked him and he said, no, yeah, I would have been bothered for like a few days, a day or whatever. And then I'd be like, okay, whatever, not, not going to happen. I wouldn't be thinking about it because at least I tried. And so my purpose of that is that you know what, like a season opportunity whenever you have one. And that being bold means you have to be harnessing and practicing it all the time. It doesn't just appear and then, and then just you have it forever. you got to maintain it. And so that's the story. I really appreciate that story. And Mark Wahlberg and his team, we both of us want Mark on our podcast, but uh, yes. I, I, I just think, um, I think it's great that you share that, right? Cause a lot of people, you know, we, a lot of people talk the talk, you know, and but I like I like how you share it. You're like, look, this is a moment where I just kind of froze up a little bit. I didn't want to bug him at a restaurant, but you know, here it is. And I love how you write about it. You know, it's 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 refreshing to see that. Um, Thank you. I, I want to say something too, yeah. like important for me because yeah, yeah. I, I don't like I, this. Is all is is trial and error and user experience based, right? Like. I'm not talking from a white ivory tower. Like I've had so many failures. I've had so many things not go right for me, but I write about what has 
what what has gone right and why it's gone right. And so if I can glean any, if people can take anything from me, it's that at the end of the day, this is not rocket science. It's simple things and simple ways people can elevate and you know optimize their life, even if it's like 2% more. And if they just put themselves out there and not let themselves hold themselves back, you know, your life will be that much greater. And that's really what it's about. Yeah, well said. And really, it's authenticity, right? You come off as so authentic. That's why I think a lot of people are drawn to you. And that's why, you know, that's why I'm a fan of yours. But you just you're just very authentic. And you're able to talk about these things freely and openly, and and very vulnerably. And that's great, you know, um, before I, I let you go, p- talk about your podcast. And first of all, I'm a huge fan of the podcast Habits and Hustle. For the listeners out there, go subscribe to Habits and Hustle, check it out. She's had some amazing guests like Dennis Rodman and um, all kinds of people on there like that actually Mark that Cuban. Dennis, Mark Cuban yeah that Dennis Robin one was really good I really like that one um, uh, but yeah talk about your podcast talk real quick about like how you how you created it you know and now where it's at now no I mean I, I, again the podcast was again this idea that I've never I'm not a tech person but I really wanted to I was very curious and another opportunity did it work out for me? So I created the podcast and I now, I love the podcast it's called Habits and Hustle, like you said. Um, and you guys should listen to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jen, I appreciate you so much for your time. Um, everyone go buy her book. I'm going to leave a link to it right here. Bigger, Better, Bolder. Um, go check out her podcast. And um, yeah, I appreciate you, Jen. Thank you. So and everyone follow me on Instagram and at the real Jen Cohen. And then subscribe to my newsletter at jennifercohen.com where I give people actionable ways, tips that they can, you know, optimize their life. I love it. I love it. I really appreciate you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay inspired, y'all. Thank you. Qu- quickly, can I ask you a question? The book oh, on yeah, the back, for sure. The book behind you, can I just see the hook that you have it on? I'm going to do that in my, in my room. Oh, in yeah, my yeah, office. yeah. Absolutely. So basically, I just got this printed. It's a canvas print. And it's just like a simple little wire like that. Oh, that's where'd you get that? How did yeah. you do that? I'll, uh, I'll send you I'll send you a link. How I'll long did it take? That's great. Yeah. Um, not long. Not long at all. Yeah. Can you send that to me right yeah, away? I will. I will. But uh, for everyone listening, really appreciate you guys. Much love. Peace. Oh, bye. <laughs>